welcome to the inaugural episode of the M&A Mastermind Podcast. This is a place where we bring in experts in the M&A space, bring them in one spot, and teach you how their successes have helped them in the industry. I am your host, Nick Olson, Managing Director of Cornerstone International Alliance, uh, the only international alliance of lower middle market firms. And we are here today with an, a very, very amazing guest. Uh, he is a very special person for me. Um, he brought me into this industry uh, three years ago. I would consider him uh, my mentor. Um, he founded Cornerstone Business Services, a boutique investment bank in Green Bay, Wisconsin, 22 years ago. Um, he was the youngest president and chair of IBBA and M&A Source. He is an author of a book and a corresponding workbook called Finish Strong. He helped create the first motion picture rated documentary on mergers and acquisitions called M&A, which just recently launched. And he founded Cornerstone International Alliance, which is what we're talking about today. So I'd like to welcome my guest today, Scott Bushke, to the show. Thank you, Nick. Glad to be here. (laughs) All right. um, I'm honored to have you on here. I'm excited to get this podcast rolling. This is our inaugural episode. And what better way to talk about this than why you created Cornerstone International Alliance and how we uh, how how we focus on we are stronger together. And so let's dive into it. First and foremost, I just want to get a brief background and understand why did you get into M&A 24 25 years ago? Yeah, so you know the old you know me getting into M&A tw- when I was 24, the old uh, adage of ignorance is bliss uh definitely fit here that I was just it's too darn dumb to know I should never got into it and the odds of success were not in my favor, but uh through uh, through pretty much sheer willpower, and uh, I, I was able to you know get through the first year or two, and then really what what got me to kind of to the next level and kept me in the in the business was uh, you know joining international the IPBA the International Business Broker Association and M and A Source, and uh, been going to conferences for 25 years now you know one or typically two a year, and uh, it's been those conferences that have really helped me not only you know survive in this industry at a young age, but also thrive in this industry by just becoming a sponge and learning as absolutely much as I could uh, from you know the good courses and workshops and mastermind sessions. But where I got the most uh, value in many times was you know seeking out people that I, I, I knew were experts in a certain industry or had done really well in a certain sector and just you know, buying them a beer at, at the lobby bar or, you know, asking them to go out for dinner or just sitting, you know, sitting at the lunch table and saying, hey, can I ask you a couple questions? I'd love to learn more about X. And it was amazing how open people were to say, oh, absolutely. You know, you're up in Wisconsin. I'm in Denver or Texas or wherever it is. I'd be happy to share, you know, my thoughts with you. And then, you know, and as I got learned more than I would share my thoughts with other people that were getting started or one there may be a different perspective on things, and it was absolutely amazing that uh, you know you, you hear people talk that boy that that, that three day conference at M and A Source that was the best two or three days that I've had in so long. I've learned so much, I gained so many things I could put into my business tomorrow, make to make it better, to to take care of my clients better, and, and to sell more companies at a higher value. But then we'd all go back home climb into our silos and not talk to anybody for six months to a year. So you want your next conference. And I'm like, why, why is that, that everybody kind of gets into their rut and, and just only listens to the people, which sometimes it's only one person or two or three people within the four walls of our offices. 
And I thought there had to be a better way of doing that. So that's where, uh, that was one of the reasons of why I, I started CIA or Course of International Alliance is that I just thought that, you know, that best practice sharing, why can't we do that consistently? And my goal was not just to have anybody that could write a check be a part of uh, another association. I didn't want to start another association that competed with IBBA or MA Source or MAA or any of the others. I wanted to create this intimate group, kind of the best of the best of folks that, you know, all focus on the low middle market. And we usually define that as, you know, five to 150 million in revenue, uh, you know, two to 50 enterprise value, one to 10, one to 15, 20 million in EBITDA, somewhere in those ranges. You know, they usually have one, if not more, one or two of those traits, not all three. And to be able to bring the best, the best together to share best practices and not just once or twice a year, but every single month and sometimes more than a month, you know, we, we develop this close knit community. Where we're all, you know, everybody that joins this group has the mindset that we're all, as you mentioned, we're all better together than we are independently. We're all successful independently, but together sharing resources, sharing best practices, uh, sharing industry expertise, sharing boots on the ground in different states or parts of the region of the country or in, our, you know, in other countries internationally, bringing that all together, we can truly take care of that, uh, take care of that client and, and, and ourselves be more successful, whether it be getting more deals done or we've spent a lot of time on how to really run your practice, you know, practice management, which doesn't get talked about a lot in, in the different associations uh, among, you know, multiple other, other uh, things that kind of get covered, but it was really my, my constant need of getting better and trying to learn more and, and bring the best of the best people around me is why we started CIA. And it's really proven uh, to be successful since we started it. Uh, multiple companies in it over the last five years have had record years. And it's not all because of just being part of that, but it definitely people have said, you know, I'm more efficient. I get more deals done. I'm landing larger clients because now they see I'm not just, you know, one office. I'm a partner of, 26 offices around the country and around the world, which, uh, you know, need to say was another reason why I started the Alliance is because I lost about a $35 million deal uh, to a group. And the other, when I finally came down to why did they like me, we had great rapport. We, we you know, we, we presented well, they liked our number, but at the end of the day, they picked another group that had more dots on the map. And I said, really, that's what it was dots on the map. He's like, yep. They just had more dots on the app, so we figured that they had better, re you know, better uh, reach and contacts to more buyers, and that's why they went with that group. And we knew we could have done a better job than what they did, but that was their, that was their, uh, their measure of of how well the group would do. So we said, hey, you know, we don't, we we could put dots on the map too, but let's put again the best of the best dots on the map. And that was one of the other reasons that you can truly look bigger than you are. You have this whole support team behind you. That, that we're all here to help each of the members, each of the partners, and it just uh, it works out very well. I know that several of our of our partners have landed clients that they thought they otherwise wouldn't have gotten if they weren't part of the uh, part of the alliance, which is always fun to uh, fun to see. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I appreciate the context as to as to the why, and you know, five years ago we we celebrated our fifth year anniversary this year, which was amazing, and. Um, you founded this in 2018. You started with 10 founding members. Um, tell me about that group. What was so special about that group? And a lot of that group is still here today. And I think they're amazing people. But um, that group in particular, like, how did that process go when you started this alliance? And what was what were they saying? Like, what were they all you know excited about? You know, getting together and and taking this venture on with you. 
Yeah, you know, they are amazing people, and and the founders were people that I, that had a you know that I knew had a lot of respect for, the utmost respect for. Because again, we could get we had people that wanted to join the group and just be you know write a check, but we didn't want people that even if they were successful that you know maybe they were know it alls or they weren't you know fun people we wanted to be around. So it was people that were ethical, people that were very successful, but also people that are just good people. And uh, the founding members they took a risk on us being you know being the founding member of not you know and believing in the vision that we had that we were going to build off of this and do all the things that you, that you've been able to help us do. Nick is the managing director, but just good people that believed in our vision. And, you know, it's, you know, like we like to say a lot of times, this is not a spa. This is not where you come and get pampered and, hey, let us just do whatever we want. You sit back and don't do anything. It, it, this is more of a gym. The more you put into it, the more you're going to get out of it. So these are people that are, are, are sharp and, and, and successful, but they also want to learn. They want to share. They want to interact and engage with other like-minded professionals who are thought leaders in the in this lower bit of market MA advisory services. So that was that was important to me was to get a good core base of companies and individuals mm -hmm. that are just good people that we knew that as other people saw who was a part of this, they would want to be a part of this. And, and now as we grow with 26, 27 members, and you know, our goal is to get to about 80, 85 worldwide. Uh, we don't need one we don't want two thousand members or anything else. We will want to keep this group of really a tight knit group, uh, but we're truly covering every state and every country that we think, you know, we'd want to be in. Uh, and that's where that 8085 number comes up. Yeah. So you kind of hit on your, your, your goals, but what other goals when you started um, um, Cornerstone International Alliance, what did you want to set out to do, you know, with the, with the group? And, you know, we're here five years in, like you said, we're at 26, 27 firms. We're international. Like take a step back five years. Like, is that, was that like in your, in your thought process, I know it was, you know, long term, but you know, we're five years in. Like, where do you compared to where you thought we were? Like, where, what, what do you think about, you know, where you, what your original goals were? You know, I I think <laughs> I'm that visionary that I see that you know I see where it could be, but it's not always exactly crystal clear of what you know what the ultimate goal is. But I knew I wanted to build a group where again, we had the best of the best lower in the market any firms that we could all support each other and. And then get resources that instead of everybody paying retail, we could get wholesale costs or much better pricing. And we've been able to do that much beyond with a lot of your help. The, the, the tools that we have, the part of this program are, are really second to none and, and, the, and the cost benefits are, are significant. Um, but I, I think what I wanted was at some day it'd, it'd be cool to do, you know, a billion dollars in, in, in enterprise value, you know, with the, with the group. And uh, in year what was it four? You know, we hit 1.1 and, and, and year five this year, or actually year three, we hit 1.1. Mm -hmm. And last year we hit over $1.3 billion in enterprise value as a group. And that's just cool to see how much impact we've had on so many business owners around the globe. And that's what we want to continue to build on to continue to raise that number to help more and more business owners. Cause as, as all the advisors, uh, you know, listen to this now, you know, these business owners get one chance to successfully sell their baby, their company. And it's usually 60, 80, 90% of their, their life's worth and, and their net worth. And if we can help by providing more resources and more best practices to each of the partners within the Alliance, that's what gets me excited. And that's what I wanna to continue to grow and not just in the United States, but now as we're growing into Europe and Asia and, and further, uh, you know, we're down in South America, we really wanted to uh, you know continue to expand on that. So people can really say that 
if the deal warrants it, the opportunity warrants it, we can truly take anybody's deal to the world and make sure that it gets it, it gets that global awareness to uh, maximize the value of bringing the number of uh, as many buyers to the table as possible to uh, allow that seller to choose you know, who's the best fit for them at the end of the day to succeed their company and, and carry on their legacy. Yeah, and you, you mentioned the international focus or, uh, flavor into our group. And I remember two years ago when we brought our first international member to the group, we were, I believe, 20, 22 US-based you know, firms strong. And we're like, well, we got international in names, so we might as well uh, <laughs> bring in some international members. And, you know, it was kind of like a little bit of a snowball effect where we brought forward corporate finance in as our first international member two years ago. They're based in the UK. Amazing people, Rob, Sarah, and their entire team. For Amazing. sure. Um, and then shortly after that, we bring in um, Portage M&A Advisory out of Toronto area, then Confederation M&A in, you know, Atlanta, Canada, and then True North uh, M&A Advisory out in uh, British Columbia, Canada. And then you know, we're, we got a firm, a partner in uh, GMC so Corporate Solutions in India. And then we brought in um, Galermi and C Caesar from uh, WGF Partners in Brazil. Like these international members are, are you know, it's amazing to have access to these people. Um, and to, just to see like, you know, the, the similarities and the differences in how they do, you know, their M&A work. And um, what do you think that's meant for you, um, for your firm? as well as the alliance to have access to these uh, international members. Um, and I think you mentioned like boots on the ground, things like that, but just from a, from an alliance perspective, uh, what does that mean? Yeah, I think it's great when, you know, when a business owner goes to sell, they want to work with a, with a firm where they don't feel they're going to leave any money on the table. And, you know, whether it warrants it or not, in, in some cases, in the Lubin market, it doesn't warrant it. Sometimes it does that there truly would be an international play uh, is international interest. And when they can see that if, if if there truly should be an international interest, we have the partners, you know, and growing, we, you know, we've got several partners in Europe that we're talking to right now uh, in other countries that they we could truly have, they can have that peace of mind, that business owner can have that peace of mind that, yes, we can truly take your company to a global base, you know, on a global basis, whether it's our partners over there or some of the other relationships that we've been able to build up that have, you know, 10 to 20,000 vetted buyers that are corporate buyers, private equity buyers that are outside of the United States or outside of North America. It just really provides extra credibility to our partner firms uh, when they're talking with those buyers. And I think that's definitely helped us, you know, when we're looking at larger companies in the, in the low middle market to, to give that peace of mind that, yes, you know, we're not just going to look nationwide. We truly have, you know, can pr truly bring international exposure to your opportunity on a, on a confidential basis. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, you know, and, and I think there's the collaboration with that group to understand how they do it is very interesting to me. And when you talk about collaboration, um, you know, that's really what this alliance was built around is, like we said before, we're stronger together, but really that connection. And, you know, you and I have done a lot of work recently on, you know, what do we want Cornerstone International Alliance to be for our members? And I think we've always kind of came back to um, that connection and you know, the, the camaraderie and the network that we've built. And so, um, you know, we meet monthly as a, you know, all the principals of the, of the firms, we meet monthly and um, talk about different topics and best practice sharing. And that's why we call this the mastermind podcast, because we do this on a regular basis in a big group. We're all coming together, talking about certain things. And so in, in your opinion, Scott, like how are those meetings helped you 
And, and what have you heard from other members as to what value they get out of those meetings? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're really invaluable. As far as doing this 25 years and every day, you know, we get in those meetings and I learn something new. It's just a different perspective, a different twist on, you know, a process or a tool that someone's using that I we haven't heard of yet or, you know, whatever it might be. There's always new ways of looking at things, new way of doing things. Is, you know, once you decide that, yep, I've, I've learned everything there can be in the M&A process or an M&A you're just going to start to go backwards uh, as things continue to change and now bringing in AI and, and everything else. So it's uh, if you want to continue to be a thought leader, if you want to continue to evolve as an M&A uh, advisory firm owner, uh, you know, there's these best practice sharing, you know, as you said, mastermind sessions and some of the best practice speakers that we bring in uh, to talk about a certain topic or whatever it may be, truly help you stay on that cutting edge and truly do help put more dollars in your pocket because you're taking care of, clients more efficiently or taking care of clients better that they're getting higher values, which means again, more commission dollars for you, you know, the advisor. And you mentioned, you know, one of the reasons this thing was started was because you guys had great conversations at these conferences. And, you know, I started um, with Cornerstone International Alliance three and a half, four years ago, um, right before COVID hit. And I was uh, really excited to, uh, I specifically remember this. We're going to go to Louisville at the MA Source Conference in spring. <laughs> Uh, we had a we had a suite at at, uh, at Churchill Downs to go look uh, check out the opening night of the Kentucky Derby. First time I was going to meet our entire group in person, and then you know COVID hits and changed our world, turned it upside down. I think the first two years of me being with this alliance, I didn't see anybody in person. We talked like this on Zoom calls all the time, and then I think um, two uh, two years ago in Houston, we got together in person for the first time and. I can't explain in words how amazing that was. Maybe it was a little bit of Zoom uh, fatigue, but um, just being in person together and and doing these mastermind sessions was amazing. Um, and I can definitely see like why that inspired you to be at these uh, these conferences and talking with these individuals and being in person and then coming back and hopefully bringing you know a handful of things that you can do to implement into your practice to make it better. Um, so. Yeah, I think these conferences are amazing. And we've kind of doubled down on those conferences. And, you know, we went from meeting, uh, you know, at M&A Source twice a year. Now, now we're running our own, you know, two, two and a half day conference, really diving in deeper. And, and so why don't you, you know, kind of hit on that as to what the thought process was there as to let's have our own bigger conference together and see what we can really do. Yeah, I think, you know, again, there's nothing that replaces getting to getting together in person to build rapport, to get to know people and to really learn as best as you possibly can. This is great and it's efficient to do podcasts and to meet virtually. And, and obviously that's how most of the world works these days. But, you know, we, we, we believe in the M&A source and, and their mission to, you know, to continue to help evolve lower to market M&A firms and, and advisors. So, you know, we, we piggyback off, usually in the fall, we'll piggyback off of that uh, conference with a day meeting uh, the day before, um, a full day meeting the day before and getting together and doing some mastermind sessions and things along that line. But we really wanted... What our members have told us is, boy, you know, this is so good to get these kinds of people together where you can really share best practices um, and learn from each other at that level. We, can, we need more time. We need more, more time to share, we need more time to get to know each other and bring in speakers, you know, and everything else. So instead of trying to piggyback off of just the MA Source Conference, because that's another two and a half, three days, and that would get really long, we thought it would be nice to uh, have our own conference. And, and like you said, about two and a half days is what we found is, is probably the right way. Cause that allows, uh, you know, no matter where it's held, 
and usually it's going to be in, in February and it's going to be somewhere warm because we're in Wisconsin and it's not warm in Wisconsin in February. So, yeah, we'll probably go to Phoenix or Dallas. We were in Orlando before. We we're in Tampa. Um, you know, to uh, to have that conference. So it's long enough that it's, it's enough time that people from further away will fly in. So, you know, especially with our international members, there's several that are excited that they said, hey, uh, if it's a day, you know, it's, it's really tough to get here, even though it'd be a great time for a day. But if it's two and a half days, you know, three days, now that that that's enough meat on the bone, that's enough time to fly in from, you know, wherever they are around around the world to come in for that one meeting a year. Because they know if they miss it, they're not going to see the group for another six months or, or, or a year if they wait for the big conference. So we want to make it as special as possible. And, and we've got we've had great speakers come in. We've had a lot of great topics. And, and again, our members or our partners uh, design the topics. It's what's important to you. You know, what do people care about at, at, at this stage? And, and then let's talk about it. And let's bring in, if there's an expert, let's bring him in and, and have he or she talk about it. So it's it's a good time to get together. Again, the more trust you build uh, with people, the more you get to know each other, the more trust you build, and the more you're willing to share. Um, so like I, we did, I did a deal, uh, for instance, I've got to know Bob McCormick very, very, very well from Murphy McCormick and they, they've got a great shop. And, uh, it's, you know, because of MA Source to get to know him in CIA, we, we've, uh, sharing information back and forth that we're both working in the same industry. And I had gotten my deal done and Bob was just at the, the IOI or letter of intent stage. I forget. And I said, boy, you know, this group is a really good group. They've got money. Um, they, they just bought this company. I think your company would be a great synergistic strategic fit. And he's like, well, I'm already at this stage, but if you want to bring him in, bring him in. And I brought them in and said, guys, you got to move quick if you want to do this deal. And out of, I don't know, 20 buyers, the 20 offers that uh, that Bob had, our group that just had bought a company from us literally three days ago, went forward and ended up being the best buyer for, for Bob's client as well. So it was, again, because of that collaboration, I knew about what Bob was working on. We had helped each other with how to position, you know, both of our companies for sale. Then I was able to say, hey, I, you know, Bob's a great guy. He's got a nice company for sale. I would talk to him immediately. And Bob was able to uh, get that deal done with our buyer. So, you know, we were sharing, you know, buyers back and forth. Uh, you know, we found companies that, you know, weren't a fit for Cornerstone Business Services that are a fit for other groups uh, that we, so we brought them in and referred that, to, you know, one of our other partners that might be more healthcare focused, like our group out of Chicago, or whatever it might uh, it might be, uh, I've I've partnered with another group. There's another partner of ours is up in Canada that said, "Boy, you know, we we think that the client thinks the buyer's probably going to be uh, a buyer from the United States, and I'd really like to partner with you on this deal, and and just have another set of eyes." So now he's got not just himself with a small you know small shop, but now he's got our our shop as well, and the two of us are going together. We could bring the expertise and, and, and the know-how from the United States. They, they've got the uh, the relationship with the client in, up in Canada. And we think that's going to be a great opportunity that he may or may not get if he was just by himself or if I was in the same situation. I know I brought people in because I'm like, okay, am I? are they going to perceive that we're big enough or have we done enough deals in that space? But if I could bring in an industry expert, either formally or informally, and show that, yeah, I've got access to, you know, this gentleman in, in uh, Florida or wherever it might be that uh, all they do is insurance companies, you know, let's, uh, let's bring them in to work with you. And, and uh, just a very collaborative environment. So we're all, you know, here to share, you know, not only in best practices, but also to share buyer information, sell, you know, sellers. And the whole goal when I set it up was to make sure that the client at the end of the day is taken care of as well as possible. So whether that's me sending it to one of our, our partners and getting a, a referral fee, or we bring them in and we and we share fees at, at our different levels, or 
uh, you know, whatever that might look like, or he's just, he or she's just going to help me from behind the scenes. Again, it, it helps me get a better chance of landing these bigger, better clients, uh, moving up, you know, up, 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 cha up the chain in, in the, uh, the local market, uh, or, you know, helping someone do, do the same thing. So it, it's been, uh, it's been good for our business. We've got larger clients over the last uh, five years. And I think that's been a part of it is just really leveraging the expertise and just the, uh, the size of, uh, of the Alliance, be able to show that we've done, you know, thousands of deals and, uh, you know, three, over 3,000 deals. We've got over, all over 1,000 years of m experience together. Uh, we've sat in the client's shoes. We've got over, over 1,000 years of, of, of business ownership or entrepreneurship experience. And uh, it, just, it just helps bring that credibility. And, that, and that's really what we want to do is bring the credibility so, again, the, our, our partners can be as, as successful as, as humanly possible and help as many business owners as possible. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um... – one thing that just dawned on me too is, is I, I get a kick out of is we used to collaborate through email um, and ask like it was we used to ask questions, posing a question to the whole group in an email. And you guys know how emails go like it's very good. It gets bogged down. And so we created this chat um, situation where we can just pose a quick question to the group. Hey, um, you know, I got this technology business. Who's who's done a a deal in that space in the last year and you'll get four five six seven eight responses and then you kind of take that as a sidebar and go you know dive deeper but really being able to connect these individuals just a quick chat like i think that's been great yeah no i think it's yeah there's some of the different tools that you put in place to just help the communication flow uh it has been great and it could we continue to add new things to uh to, to to the resources which is which is always fun to see what you know how you continue to build build out the alliance but yeah it's been it's been great for us it's been everything that uh i wished it could be as far as having the right people on board again this is not for everybody uh this is not for main street business brokers that are very successful it's not for companies doing you know 200 million in in uh, in val enterprise values but if you know if a lot of your deals are in that two to 50 two to 75 million dollar enterprise value or five to 100 million 150 million revenue those are the clients that we wanted to take care of because we found that those are the largest, we think it's the most underserved, underrated marketplace in the whole ecosystem. There's a lot of business brokers that do a great job in the zero to $2 million deals, zero to 3 million, your bars, restaurant, retail. And then there's the bigger investment banks that get in a million dollar fee or in above. But between those two, we see just hundreds of thousands of business owners, you know, that, that we can help and take care of because they just, it's just very, very fragmented and, and they're very underserved. And that's the market that we want to, as a, as a group, we want to really dominate that, that marketplace and, and do something special. Scott, I think you identified very well, like as far as the type of clients we work with, but when we look to bring in new members, I think we do a good job to make sure they're the right fit for not only us, but the guy has to be the right fit for them because if it's not, then they're not going to get the value out of it. They're going to feel like it's not, important to them and they're just, it's just not going to work out. So I wonder if you could, you know, obviously the revenue has been stated, but outside of that, like what does our ideal partner member look like for maybe that next member that wants to join our group? Yeah, I think it's, it, it's someone that, uh, you know, number one, they're not right on top of another member uh, if you're both generalist. Uh, so it's someone in a territory that we're not in, uh, or ideally it's uh, someone that's an industry expert, you know, like Michael down in Florida, all, all their firm does is an insurance company. So we know if there's an insurance company that comes in, 
I'm sending it down to Michael's group because that's all that they do. You know, so, but most of the companies, most of the firms in the alliance are more industry agnostic or generalists, which is fine. Uh, that's we are as well. But, uh, you know, so someone that's in a state that we're not in or a country that we're not in, um, someone that's, like I said, industry expert, and we don't have that industry expertise uh, as part of the alliance yet, I think is, is really is, is where we start to look. But then it's, you know, again, are you focusing on these clients that are in that five to 100, 150 million revenue range? That's, you know, that's a, a big piece of it. What's your closing ratio? You know, how successful are you? You know, have you been in business for, you know, five years or more, or are you just, you know, just hanging your shingle and, and looking for something to leverage? We're looking for people that have typically been in the business for at least three to five years or more, because uh, then they can, they can share and, and we can teach each other, learn from each, I should learn from each other. Um, but someone who's willing to learn, someone's willing to put in some time. Again, it's not, we don't have a thousand meetings. It's, it's usually one, maybe, you know, two times we get together a month. Um, but just being able to engage and, and share and, and it'd be a good collaborate, you know, understanding the, the benefits of collaboration. Uh, other than that, it's, it's someone that, you know, someone who wants to continue to invest in themselves and in their firm to make themselves better. Uh, they, you know, we, a lot, most of our, ours are market leaders in their area or, or thought leaders that, uh, you know, they're, they've got a strong brand and, and they want to have something power that brand. So again, it's not changing your name to course international Alliance. It's ABC, you know, M&A firm powered by, you know, powered by the Alliance or whatever it may be. So you keep your brand, but we want to enhance everything from that standpoint. But I think it's someone that wants to learn, wants to grow, wants to give back, uh, wants to take their company to the next level, move upstream, but already is working in that low middle market space. Good, good, solid closing ratio, ethical groups. Those are, those are typically the groups that uh, are good fits for, for the Alliance. Yeah. And I know something that you kind of hit on, you know, a lot of it, but culture is a big thing for us. We, you know, we trust each other. We rely on each other. We have, we're, you know, we're friends as well as colleagues and um, that, that rapport, that culture that we've built, I think is amazing. And it just fosters more collaboration in my opinion. So I think uh, to our, you know, and it's not just you and me picking who's coming in. Like we have a process in place. We have our advisory board. Our whole yeah, there's interviews, board. application and interviews, checking references, and then our, our advisory board votes on it and the whole and the whole group votes on it uh, to make sure that it's a good fit for, you know, good fit for the group. We're not just bringing in people for the sake of bringing in people. So, yeah, if anybody's interested in learning more, you know, definitely give give Nick a call or, or email me and, continue, you know, get you more details on what it is. But it's a great group of people. We're looking for great people to continue to add add to it in, and uh, uh, love to, you know, love to chat with anybody about it. All right, Scott, last question. That was a good, this is a good segue. Um, where do you see uh, CIA going in the next five years? Yeah, in the next five years, I, I expect that we will be at that 80, 85 members. You know, so we are truly a worldwide organization having, you know, great collaboration, still keeping that intimacy and those mastermind sessions and, and, and that communication flow. Uh, it'll be the brand in the low middle market that people will want to uh, look into because of just the sheer number of tools and industry experts that we have and uh, the referral base that we'll have of other trusted advisors of financial advisors and CPAs and things like that, that we'll want to work with one of the Alliance members or partners. So that's really where we want to see it is we want to get the best firms in each country, in each state within the United States, uh, several industry experts to all come together. And, and uh, again, with that philosophy of we are all better together than we are individually.
Very well said. Could not have said it better myself. <laughs> well, Scott, I want to thank you for your time today. It was, uh, you know, I know we're going to get on this podcast a couple more times in the not so distant future. We got a lot to talk about as well as other members and, and people who we work with. Um, that's really what this podcast is designed to do is really to bring experts like Scott, like our members, like those people we work with outside of the Alliance to make sure that everything that comes together properly in the way it should to best serve our clients. So definitely come back, check out our future episodes. Um, you're going to leave, in my opinion, with a couple of takeaways that'll help you in your practice. Um, and, you know, so one thing that would really help both of us out is to uh, share and comment and like this episode, um, um, get it to anybody who might be interested or might find value in learning about the M&A industry, specifically in the lower middle market. And be sure to check out all of our episodes at cornerstoneia.com slash podcast. Scott, thank you so much for joining me today. I appreciate the time. Thank you, Nick. And yeah, I think this is great. You know, again, the goal here is to help other M&A firms continue to enhance their practice and, uh, and find some that might make sense to be part of our group. But I think the more we can do to enhance the, the M&A advisory community as a whole and, and, and bring best practice from all different angles of what your, what, what your vision is, I think it's just great. So I'd be happy to be part of it any way that I can, but thank you. All right. Thanks, Scott. Until next time, remember, there is great power in the connections that we create. Until next time. Thank you.